0: Keeping it real with Aisha, RD, and Prime. On the Mixed Breakfast.
1: Mixed FM. The month of November has got Prem and I super excited. Because as men, uh, we want to make sure that everything is talked about in a very safe space and place also. Because November is
0: also known as mo And the focus is on... Prostate cancer, testicular cancer, men's health in general, physical and mental. So this week, we're focusing on us, the boys. And today, we catch up with a cancer survivor, testicular cancer survivor. You know him as well. Jared Lee, content creator and founder of Grim Films.
1: Okay, so Jared, maybe you could tell us about how you first found out, right? What made you suddenly decide that you wanted to go get tested for cancer? Right.
2: The scary thing about cancer is that it doesn't hurt. So, this is why people always find out too late. But there was this tugging feeling just right below the stomach area, and I kind of just nah. Let's that, not. It's nothing. You know, it doesn't hurt, so it'll go away. And um, I think it started December twenty seventeen, and I kind of just brushed it off all the way till February or March when I realized that my left testicle was the size macam tak betullah. I mean I asked my wife, but she's like, I can't tell man, you, you better just describe everything to Jinan which is our this doctor friend. And that was like he's this guy's a joker, lah, right? And that was like one of those moments where he was like, Bro, I know it's late. You come to my house now. Ah. Right. And then it's like, I know something's wrong. Right? <laughs> you know, i just like, bro, I, I'm i not specialized in this field, but, and I don't want to jump to conclusions and make, make you scared or whatever. But I think you should go to the hospital first thing in the morning. And he immediately, like, checks for potential specialists, special uh, oncologists to urologists to meet. That's how I go and get my checkup
1: wow when you got the results though uh, what was kind of going through your your mind because uh sometimes i feel like when you get the results and it's not what you're perceiving you kind of have like you reject it in your mind like you say oh this can't be happening to me like was that something that was going through your head as well when you got the results
2: i think i immediately accepted the fact that maybe growing up Just uh, in a tough family uh, with tough situations, the survival instinct kicks in first rather Mm. than like, no, this can't be happening. I know that there are friends who went for second opinion, third opinion and fourth opinion, but there and then I'm like, no man, um, cancer is all about getting things done fast. So I was not going to risk it as well but I know that the surgery wasn't, they didn't say that it was a hundred percent survival rate as well. So I immediately went into the worst case scenario and like list up all my passwords for the wife and I was the patient, but I was consoling her. (laughs) She was, she was more like the patient. And then I didn't tell my parents because I didn't want any like Hong Kong drama happening in the hospital. I don't want them crying all the way to the surgery room. I'm like, nah, man, if, I died there, I'm sorry I'm a bad son but thank you for everything
1: When when did you tell your parents? Because to do this all by yourself with only the support of your wife uh, is is very tough Yeah, so <laughs> I told my
2: brother and I told maybe one or two close friends but they're all so emo so I was consoling more people then
1: <laughs> mm.
2: uh, and um, I think only after the surgery when it was successful and before chemotherapy, I had a dinner with them. There's no way to break this news, okay, to the family members. I was like, um, Mark, I, I have cancer. And immediately, she just like freezed like emotion and instantly the tears start pouring.
0: Oh. Yeah. Some people, like for example, the late Kat Diba. She never told anyone that she had ovarian cancer, and everyone's like, "Why? Why did you not say?" But you were in the position that you told people, and immediately there was reactions, and you became the consoler rather than the one that had to be consoled. So, what would you say to the people out there, tell or not to tell?
2: I I think I totally understand where why she didn't, and if I knew I was gonna die, it's so hard to put that news on people. And I yes, I didn't want if if you were gonna die, gonna die, right? You won't want to live the remaining uh, life just getting sympathy. Mm. I mean, that's that's the last thing that you want. But all that being said, I, I think the most important thing is that you have at least that one person with you. Um, I can imagine being all alone, going for a checkup, getting diagnosed, and going through the whole process yourself. Maybe you're healed in the end of the day, but maybe you fall into depression because it's really... It messes with your mind if you just, you're just alone in the hospital going through everything.
1: When you discovered the cancer, what stage was it at? And what was that whole healing process? How long did it take? Um, what did it take out of you? Because sometimes I hear that chemo and radiation is actually very, very tough mm. on you. So what yeah. was your journey like?
2: Yeah, um, I was lucky. I I caught it early. It was still stage one. But chemotherapy works different on different people. So like the Dr. John told me like, ah, bro, okay one la, you just like one week can go movies already. Then I'm like, sure not. But when I got chemo the next day, I was out for eight months. Mm. Um, being from the creative line, I was that like there was zero creativity, zero motivation, zero inspiration. So I was and I was born to depression because it's my life. Right. Um, what fulfills me is to create and throughout the whole healing process, the the recovery process, I was just force feeding myself, like film school videos, uh, reading up whatever I can. And even though I'm just like out of it, like this high is not fun. And yeah. uh, you get like toxic farts, <laughs> which my <laughs> my wife had to bear. Mm-hmm. It sticks, you know, the smell is like, you go in a science lab and let's have like, some soft, sulfuric smell.
1: Wow. Why?
0: your blanket. Yeah, so thanks for putting up with that, man. <laughs> Bless you and your wife. Yeah. yeah. To all the men out there, what's your advice to them? If um, they're thinking twice yeah. about this, like they know something's wrong, they know something's not mm-hmm. right, but they mm-hmm. refuse to go and get checked. What's your advice? Yeah.
2: I think the worst thing to feel when you find out about these things is that you feel ashamed of sharing because testicular cancer and coming from a conservative kind of background, most of us... Um, We feel shameful to share this kind of news, but know that testicular cancer and breast cancer are the only two cancers which you can actually detect and catch it early. That's it. The rest, you have to go for your annual full body checkup. You got to do it, man. And that's the only way to catch the other stuff. And you want to catch them early as well. I've got a few friends going through it as well now. And yeah, how to check for it. Go on youtube you've got like a full-on demonstration by professionals yeah so don't be ashamed don't worry about your situation just get checked out first tell your mom or your sister sometime
1: yeah jared thank you so much and a big shout out to your wife for putting up with everything toxic yeah. farts toxic farts <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you thank you <laughs> i share rdm frame on
0: the mixed breakfast keep it keep right it here right. with today's best music